This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. And we start our show talking with a pair of governors who are involved in these types of decisions on a daily and in many cases, probably an hourly basis. First up, Ned Lamont, who is the governor of Connecticut. Governor Lamont, great to talk to you again. Hope you're doing well, sir. Good morning, Dan. So uh, give us this. I guess let's start with the kind of the state of COVID in the state of Connecticut right now and how that is impacting the decisions around schools. Yeah, we have been um, fortunate that we've had an infection rate, uh, a positivity rate of less than one percent over the last uh, two plus months. So I've been meeting with the the superintendents and the principals of schools across the state saying if we can't get our schools open for in-person learning, um, you know, who can? So we set out a set of guidelines a couple of months ago. They came back with a set of requirements they needed from us in terms of um, public health investments and the such. And uh, we're going to be opening um, not all but most of our schools for uh, full-time learning over the course of the next month. Will will those schools be full-time five-day-a-week, or will it be a mix of maybe a couple of days a week in school and a couple of days a week uh, working from home? Uh, so we left that up to local jurisdiction, but we did say we wanted to have um, some uh, in-person uh, classroom experience available to everybody. I think you're going to find um, you know, maybe a third of the folks are going to be um, full-time, at least K through 8. A third of them are going to move towards full-time over the course of the next two to four weeks. And I think uh, for a couple of our um, urban districts that are just more crowded, um, they're going to have um, a hybrid, maybe uh, two days on and two days of um, distance learning. This is going to be a, obviously a fluid situation as we move ahead, Governor, uh, and, and the decisions that are made now may very well be changing, I would think, potentially in September, almost every month, you know, moving forward, it sounds like. Well, um, if we don't, the metrics change, we're going to change. Uh, we yeah. were one of the first states that, um, you know, said the schools uh, can't um, open, uh, had to close. That was back in the spring. And uh, if our metrics change, if I see uh, the positivity rate going up in uh, southern Connecticut, um, we're going to be quick to put public health first and change course. How have the teachers reacted in the state to to the plans? I think it's been mixed. I think, um, you know, at the local level, uh, the teachers uh, are very interested in getting back with their kids, especially in the younger grades. I think at the um, statewide uh, level, there's a lot of ongoing concern about public health, and um, uh, there have been some modest protests. So we're trying to do everything we can to assure the teachers the whole game is about building people's confidence. I mean, I could open up schools, uh, but if people aren't confident, the teachers aren't going to go back. I could open up restaurants, but if people aren't confident that we're taking care of the public health protocols seriously, uh, patrons aren't going to go back to the restaurants. So we've been working on that piece of the campaign. How much are you also in consultation with the colleges and universities in Connecticut? Because that's the other half of this component right now, and obviously drawing a lot of attention when you think about some of the schools like North Carolina and Notre Dame and Michigan State that are maybe changing their their mindset on, on having kids come back to to, uh, to campus. Yeah, that's a good question, Dan. I mean, we, we spend a lot of time talking about K-8 through in the high school uh, because that's where all our kids are. I'm 
much more confidence that we can do that safely. I'm more cautious about our uh, colleges and universities, uh, in part because we're not just uh, drawing from a Connecticut pool where the infection rate is low. We're drawing from a national pool. You know, UConn has kids flying in from 45 other states and yeah. 40 other countries. So we're being very strict. And, and the universities are really taking the lead on this. Um, you're tested if you come in from an infected state before you leave, after you get here, you quarantine for a couple of weeks just to um, build up confidence so we can do this safely. And if well, we can, ta- we're going to change course. You talk about being strict. I had seen a story, I guess it was at UConn, where a group of students were evicted from their dorms for holding a pandemic party. And that's kind of the dynamic you're playing here with is, you know, individuals who've graduated high school, they believe that there's a certain freedom that they have when they get to college. But obviously, this is a much different time that we're talking about right now. Yeah, I I read about that party, and uh, I think UConn did the right thing. They wanted to set an example early on. Look, hopefully we we can get back to something a little closer to normal by the end of this year. But right now, let's err on the side of caution. And we're opening up a university, and you've got residence halls, and kids coming from all over the country. Uh, I'm I'm doing everything I can to convince the invincibles that they're not invincible and um, uh, give us a little time to get this right. What will the testing then be, and thinking about both levels here, what will the testing be at the at the uh, grade school level and the high school level, as well as at the college level? I, I would imagine the universities are probably going to take a lead uh, on that part of it, but you and the other school districts have to really handle the high schools and the grade schools. Uh, exactly right. At the university level, uh, we set out the guidelines that I just described, and the universities are taking the lead on getting folks tested, PCR testing. Uh, at the um, grade school and the high school level, we're not mandating testing for folks, but we certainly have told every single teacher, we'll provide you um, free testing. Here's the public health clinic closest to you. So if it gives you some more confidence, uh, we can do that. And let's say over the next couple of months, we're doing a better job with the saliva test and pooling, and that will allow us to uh, be a lot more preventative in terms of our testing. We're not quite there yet. What's been the reaction of parents in the state, especially obviously at the at the high school and grade school level. I mentioned the teachers before, but I know here in Pennsylvania, my area near Philadelphia, uh, with some school districts, there are, there is concern by parents of of potentially teachers not going back and, and maybe having to have more of an online component. This dynamic between parents and teachers has really kind of fired up in our area, and I'm wondering if it has uh, up there in Connecticut as well. Yeah, a little bit, but um, remember, for our parents and their kids, uh, it's optional. So let's say uh, 70% of the parents want their kids in the classroom now, and uh, we, we can accommodate them. Um, but that 30% that doesn't feel comfortable, or the kid has a pre-existing condition, or they're living with grandma and they don't want the back and forth, um, we've ordered up over 100,000 Chromebooks. We're making the distance learning available for them. So the parents, the optionality, I think, is a, a pretty successful my hunch, more will stay home in September, and they'll start coming back to school uh, as long as the numbers are good uh, into October. How much then do you think, and again, with the fluidity of this COVID situation, that some of these components you're going to have to keep considering for you know maybe the next 12, 18, 24 months potentially? I think you're right. Um, 
look, everybody says, hey, I don't want to go back to school until we have a vaccine, or I don't want to take a vaccine because it's unproven, uh, or let's focus on the therapies. So um, I'm telling everybody we're doing everything we can to make this as safe as possible. There's no such thing as 100%. So I think we're going to be monitoring this for the next year, like you said. Governor, thank you very much for your time. Uh, all the best up there in Connecticut. And thank you again for joining us once again. Good talking to you, Dan. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Governor of Connecticut, Ned Lamont, joining us uh, here on the show. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.